David is trying to get us to see why he was so blessed because he never put a limit on God. And as he grew, God just very naturally poured out his blessings. What's your capacity for comprehension of who God is because you only receive from him who you know him to be? Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us today. And uh, you know, we've been in Psalm 145 and we've just been focusing on who God is, how great he is. And you think of David who wrote so many of the Psalms. I think maybe one of the reasons that he was able to just allow the spirit to write scripture through him is because like you pointed out, he did not put this limit on God. He just simply tried to, whatever he was going through, acknowledge that and then turn the focus on God. Even those Psalms where he's like, God bashed the teeth of my enemies against the rocks, somewhere in that Psalm, there was a turn and his attention got off his issue and onto God and how great he is. Right, because whenever uh, you change your focus, you know, from looking at the circumstances to looking at the sovereign God, it always changes your perspective on things. Now you begin to look at it and, uh, you know, this section here, he's talking about the mystery of the greatness of God. So you'll hear it in the message, but he begins by saying he's essentially great in his person. He's exceedingly great in his power. He's exquisitely great in his purpose. He's extraordinarily great in his provision. So here's what David's teaching us that he's Jehovah Rapha, which God identifies himself as the God who heals for those who need to be healed. Hmm, yeah. You know, and so each of these designations, over 700 names, why so many names? Because some of them are designations. And so as I come to comprehend him, I praise him because I know I have personally been healed by God. I know Jehovah Shalom, that he's given me peace in situations where I was tore up from the floor up, you yeah. see? And so I'm praising in direct proportion and relationship to who I know him to be because I've experienced that provision in my life. So it's become a very real part of who I am based on who he is. Mm. And so I say, I've got another area to praise God for. Yeah. He's done this. Yeah. You know, here's what I love. Someone has well said, why do the angels say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty? Isn't this uh, sanctified imagination? He said, they go down and they think about something God has done. So then they come back up and they praise him for it. And they go down and they think about something God has done and they go back up and they praise him for it. And so that's why they're just holy, 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 Lord God Almighty yeah. all day, all night. Because God is always doing something. Yeah. History is his story. And so we give him praise. We give him glory. Because everything about my life has been designated in his purpose for him. Why can't I praise him for that? What uh, a great thing for us to think about as we uh, now open up God's word together. We're in Psalm 145. As we continue the message, every praise is to our God. Here is Pastor Ford. That's the way a Christian ought to be. Every time we learn about the greatness of our God, that we don't have words to describe how great he is. We just bow before him. We just honor him, give him glory. And we say, wow, smoking. 
Yeah, that's it. That's the mystery of our God that every time you turn around, God is showing us something about himself that we never knew before. And here's what he says. He uses three different Greek words. I love, I'm taking you to Bible study. That's right. Because he says he's essentially great. That's the first word talking about his composition. He's exceedingly great. That's his character. He's exquisitely great in his conduct. Vance having the late great revivalist, I quote him all the time. He said, Christians have lost their awe and we have become awful. Hmm. And David reminds us every praise is to our God. Let me say it again. Verse three, the mystery of the greatness of God's person, who he is. Verse four, the mystery of the greatness of God's power, what he has. Uh, verse five, the mystery of the greatness of God's purposes. Uh, what he does and the mystery of the greatness of God's provision, verse 6, what he gives. Let's look at these and we'll be done. Notice, first of all, the mystery of the greatness of God's person. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Let me just say this. You know what the problem is with many of us as believers? We think that we have captured the market on God. That's denominationalism. You know, and here's the problem. It's like the blind men and the elephant. This is denominationalism. This is most Christians. And we're not exempt. They're all trying to figure out what the elephant is. So one touches his tusk and says it's a spear. The other touches his ear and says it's a fan. The other touches his side and says it's a wall. The other grabs his tail and says it's a rope. The other grabs his legs and says it's a tree. The other one grabs his trunk. Now, are they right? Yes. They're not incorrect. They're just incomplete. And that's what's wrong with many of us. We're incomplete of our comprehension of God that we fail to realize that you got to look at the whole elephant. Yeah, and that, that's what David is saying. I have had a comprehensive view of God and our God is incomprehensible. Our God is inconceivable. Our God is inexplicable. Our God is incontrovertible. Our God is immutable. Our God is imperceptible. Our God is immeasurable. Our God is inspirational. Our God is indescribable. God is consistently inconsistent. Every time you think you're going to put him in a box like a woman, he breaks out the box. Ever, any husband ever realize that? As soon as you think you know her, what happens? She break out the box. And God is just like many of our wives. Get this. God is so immense that the vastness of space cannot contain him. Yet he dwells in all his fullness in my heart. Ooh, that's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah, we ought to stand in awe of the glory of God. See, 2 Peter 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me see if I can get you to understand what I'm talking about. Let me use Bartimaeus as an example. Now, you can write these down if you want to look at them later. Matthew 21, 11. They said, Jesus of Nazareth. What did they say? 
what did he say? Jesus, son of David. Now, you got to get this. This is powerful stuff. The crowd identified him with his hometown. What'd they do? But Bartimaeus identified him as Jesus, the son of David. Son of David is his messianic title, which is the promise of a Messiah, who, the man who would be God in the flesh, who would be the king of the Jews. Everybody with me? Now, here's what you need to know. It's the first time anybody's ever called him son of David. Matthew was written to the Jews. Why? To show that Jesus was the king of the Jews. So in Matthew, guess what? You have more miracles in Matthew than you have in any of the other books. Why? Because there are 17 miracles that were to identify Jesus as the Jewish Messiah, and they missed it. They identified him, Elder Morgan, as Jesus of Nazareth. Now, a blind man authenticates Jesus as the Messiah. Someone who cannot see says, Jesus, son of David. Jesus speaks of his humanity. Son of David speaks of his deity. Jesus speaks of the fact he was born. Son of David speaks of the fact that he was never born. Eternal. Jesus speaks of the fact that he is from earth. Son of David from heaven. Jesus speaks to the fact that he was with them. Son of David speaks to the fact he was over them. Jesus speaks to the fact that he was born. Son of David speaks to the fact that he's eternal. Jesus speaks to the fact that he got hungry. Son of David speaks to the fact that he's the bread of life. Jesus speaks of the fact that he came to die. Son of David speaks to the fact that he would raise from the dead. A blind man saw it when sighted men didn't see it. They had physical eyesight, but they didn't have spiritual insight. They had speculation, Barnabas had revelation. They said seeing ain't believing. He said believing is seeing. It teaches us two things. Number one, God is not known by our speculation, but he has to be revealed by divine revelation. Peter, who revealed this to you? Flesh and blood didn't reveal it. Second, the capacity of God determines his supply. Here we go. He received, Barnabas received from Jesus a healing. Nobody else did. Why? You only get from God in the measure of the capacity that you know him to be. See, you, you got to understand something. David is trying to get us to see why he was so blessed. Because he never put a limit on God. And as he grew, God just very naturally poured out his blessings. What's your capacity? What's your capacity for comprehension of who God is? Because you only receive from him who you know him to be. See, if you know him as Jehovah God, you can get salvation. If you know him as Jehovah Rapha, you can get healing. If you know him as Jehovah Jireh, you can get provision. If you know him as Jehovah Shalom, you can get peace. If you know him as, uh, and on and on it goes, you know what it is. It is when you begin to look at what's going on here, he says, listen, the mystery of the greatness of God. What's your capacity? 
how much of God do you have? Because generally, that's how God blesses you with the capacity. You say, is that it? Of course not. <laughs> you increase your capacity, God increases what he puts in you and what he gives to you. That's a great question, isn't it? So what is your capacity? And how can you grow your capacity? Well, we're going to get back to this message from Pastor Ford in just a moment. You know, if you joined us late or you can't stay with us through the end of the program, or you just want to go back and listen to this teaching again, you can always do that by coming to our website where you can stream the program for free or download an MP3 for free right there. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. We are on Psalm 145. Let's get back to the message. Every praise is to our God. Here is Pastor Ford. Notice, so the mystery of the greatness of God's person. But then notice uh, verse 4. The mystery of the greatness of God's power. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Two things. There's the demonstration of power. How did he demonstrate his power? Thy works, thy mighty acts. Here it is. Let me give you an example because I want to finish this today. Meet me at the Red Sea. You know what happened at the Red Sea. Say what happened at the Red Sea, Pastor Ford. There was a decision of Pharaoh to follow up. There was despair of the people to give up. There was the declaration of Pastor Moses to look up. And there was the decree of God to lift up. And so what did God do? He showed his power. We talked about the rod. Remember, whose rod was it at first? Moses. Then it became the rod of Aaron. Then it became the rod of God. And when it became God's rod, it had power. In other words, when you begin to look at what's going on here, he's saying everybody's bragging. Now, you got to do this on your own. Guess what? The Red Sea. Why'd you bring that up and use that example? Because uh, a thousand years later, the Philistines are fighting the Egyptians. And there's a mighty shout in the Egyptian camp. And what do they say? A thousand years past, you know what they said? They said, uh-oh, God must be in the Israel camp because they're shouting. Don't forget what he did to the Egyptians. 2,500 years later, they make a reference in Isaiah to what God did to the Egyptians. In the New Testament, 4,700 years later, there's a reference to what God did to the Egyptians. They're bragging about the power of their God to deliver. They're bragging about the power of their God. I shared it on Wednesday, but I got to share it because y'all don't come to Wednesday night Bible study anyway. And my pastor of my home church, Dr. Glaze, William Glaze, he was here. He preached here plenty of times. Uh, I got a call, and, and uh, well, actually, my sister's here sitting up front looking like uh, my mama. Um, and she said, oh, Pastor Glaze got rushed to the hospital. I said, what's wrong? She said, they didn't tell me. They ain't telling anybody. I said, I'll find out. So I called, and they said he had a heart attack. I said, what? Yeah. And he's got to have a stent. Now, anybody that knows anything about this knows if you don't get a stent unless your arteries is 85% blocked or more. So that wasn't a mild heart attack. And so he set up, and they said he set up for surgery. And so he was set up for surgery. 
I prayed, I prayed, everybody prayed, the church is praying. I get these texts in all caps, and it is right before they put him under anesthesia, they did another x-ray. Not only was that artery not blocked, none of them were blocked. So the doctor said, the x-rays that we took at first were wrong. There was some, and Doc said, uh-uh, no, 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 don't you dare. X-rays don't lie. You showed me the blocked arteries. You showed me 50%, 25%, 85%. You showed me all of them had some blockage and what you had to do. No, no, no. You're not going to take my God's credit. The church was praying. My family was praying. And God unblocked my arteries. Amen. That's it. That's exactly what happened. God showed his power. I don't know why he didn't do it for everybody. All I know is he had a purpose and a plan for Doc. He knew that Doc would give him the glory. And so then all over that hospital, that's all they're talking about. Dr. Glaze, he was blocked arteries. He was scheduled for surgery. But he's saying, God cleared up those arteries. God unblocked those veins. And you know my church back home is rejoicing in the Lord and praising him because they were afraid they're going to lose their pastor. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to his mighty working power in us. What I tell you about my prayers, I say it all the time. If this prayer is too small, then supersize it. Hmm. It reminds me what happened one day when Muhammad Ali uh, was uh, on a plane. And uh, the flight attendant said, sir, fasten your seatbelt. And he said, Superman don't need a seatbelt. Without missing a beat, she said, yeah, and Superman don't need no airplane either. Buckle your seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, this man, uh, he was the greatest, the goat of all time when it comes to boxing. Uh, but God says, I have a declaration of power. I don't need a plane. You know, uh, we're getting ready to study Book of Revelation or the big events in the Book of Revelation. I ain't decided yet. Uh, we're going to study prophecy. Uh, but one of the things that I'm going to share, act like you didn't hear it whenever I share it, is this. They put him on the Isle of Patmos to isolate him from everybody. But they couldn't keep Jesus off of the island because Jesus can walk on water. He don't need a boat. Man, that's it. And so you look at it. It is the demonstration. Now notice this. Notice not just the demonstration of God's power. Notice the declaration of God's power. One generation shall praise thy work. The word praise means to cry with a loud voice. Amen. Brag about him. The word utter means to bubble over. Get this. To bubble over with a loud voice. What does that mean about me? It means I'm excited. Just like you are right now, jumping out of your seats. <laughs> You know what, seriously speaking though, do you ever get excited about God and the things of God anymore? Yeah. 
then can I ask you to do me a favor? Bring some of that enthusiasm to church with you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it means to bubble over. Hmm. Now notice, not just the mystery of the greatness of God's person, mystery of the greatness of God's power. Notice verse 4b and 5, the mystery of the greatness of God's purpose. Declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. Get this. The word glorious literally means to have weight, to be weighty. God has weight. The word honor means to be swollen to adoration. It literally means to be distinguished. So get this. Mighty works, powerful works, wonderful works, puzzling works, terrible acts, petrifying works. He said, man, listen, God is into all these different kinds of works. Let me see if I can get you to understand it. It was a cold day in Franklin, the city. Lance and Amy in their late 20s, both college graduates, both paying off student loans. They were leaving church, and the day was cold. You didn't stand outside and talk in Franklin, but somehow a keen age couple from their congregation stopped them and said, how are you young folk doing today? And they talked outside for about a half hour. They both were amazed afterward that they talked that long, but they were talking about different things. And so the older couple asked them, well, what are you young people planning to do? He said, well, we paid $50,000 of our bills. We have $10,000 left. And the older couple said, what are you going to do after that? They said, well, after we pay the $10,000 off, what we're going to do is adopt a child. Said, really? That Sunday, that couple came up to them and said, After church, can we see you? This true story. Can we see you? After church was over, they took out their checkbook and they wrote that couple a check for $10,000. Lance looked at Amy and said, Who does this for strangers? They said, Go ahead and pay your bill, adopt your baby. It's a powerful story, isn't it? And what a thing to think about as we wrap up today's broadcast here on Treasured Truth. You've been listening to a message called Every Praise is to Our God. And we're going to continue this topic next time. Hope you make it a point to tune in for that. If you ever miss a program, you can always listen online. Just come to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. While you're there, I want to encourage you to consider clicking on a link that says Make a Donation because we truly are listener-supported. We depend on your generosity to pay for things like production cost and airtime, the things that need to happen behind the scenes to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching each day. So if you appreciate the fact that you're able to tune in and listen to this program on this station or through the app or the internet, then I want to ask you to give a gift today. Again, you can do that by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the link that says make a donation. Thanks for doing that and for listening. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.